0: You are tuned to your community-supported radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC Camino. It's 6 p.m., Thursday, March 16th. I'm Joyce Miller, and this is the KVMR Evening News. The Mayor of Truckee describes for the Flatlanders of the California report what it's been like for mountain towns to endure this never-ending winter. In our Soups On segment, KVMR's Julia Gem has the board's latest action on the Greater Higgins Area Plan, the gateway to western Nevada County. Essayist Molly Fisk wants to know your ideas for keeping the good feelings flowing after the snow has melted away.
1: This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. The board of the Bay Area Air Quality Management District has voted to end the sale of gas furnaces and water heaters. Many from the community showed up at the meeting to show their support. KQED's Anna Marie Yanni reports.
2: Over 100 residents spoke in rapid succession at the public hearing in support of the plan. It will ban the sale and installation of certain gas appliances starting in 2027. East Bay resident Bill Olson.
3: I'm here because I have an 18-month-old grandson who's already using an inhaler.
1: These rules are future-looking, will provide a transition period. They're his future.
2: Opponents of the plan said it could force homeowners into expensive power upgrades and noted new electric furnaces and heaters are costly. Board members said they'll address concerns in implementation. For the California Report, I'm Anna Marie Annie.
1: Tenant advocates are praising a new proposal to strengthen renter protection statewide. But as KQED's Vanessa Rancaña reports, not everyone is happy about it.
4: The legislation aims to strengthen the Tenant Protection Act, passed in 2019. That law was a compromise between property owner and tenant interests. But Leah Simon-Weisberg, legal director for the tenants' rights group Ace Institute, says they knew at the time it wouldn't be enough. When the law was originally passed, the tenant community spoke very loudly that there were loopholes that were left in the law that were going to lead to a lot of tenants being evicted across the state. And unfortunately, that has shown to be true. The new proposal, SB 567, would expand the number of Californians covered by the law, make it harder for landlords to evict, and lower the state rent cap from 10 to 5%. California Rental Housing Association President Earl Vaughn says between the impacts of inflation and COVID eviction moratoriums, property owners need to be able to raise rents.
1: You have to realize how much we've struggled in the last three years with not being able to collect rent in many cases or get partial rent in many cases, try to keep things going.
4: Landlord groups also argue the state's existing tenant protections haven't been around long enough to know how effective they really are. For The California Report, I'm Vanessa Rancaño.
1: Residents of California's mountain towns are accustomed to snowfall, but nothing like what they've experienced in recent weeks, where they've seen their homes and businesses literally buried in the white stuff during blizzard conditions. I reached out to Lindsay Romack, the mayor of Truckee near Lake Tahoe, to talk about what it's been like for her California mountain community. So, Mayor Romack, as we speak, what's the situation with snowfall in the Truckee area right now?
2: Um, We've seen a lot of it this year, as I think a lot of people have heard. According to the Central Sierra Snow Lab up on Donner Summit, we are the third snowiest winter since 1946. So it's been a lot. And, you know, it's one of those winters where it just seems to keep coming.
1: And what kind of problems has that created for the people of Truckee over the last several days and really over the last several weeks as snowstorm after snowstorm hits your community?
2: constant snow removal, multiple weeks. We had one lane roads on many of the neighborhood roads, you know, potential flooding um, and then roof, roof collapses. So we have had a few buildings in town. Uh, I know of two commercial buildings that have been red tagged due to roof damage with just the heavy snow load on top of their roofs.
1: And mayor, what about the all important snowplow crews? Are they able to keep up with all the new snowfall and keep the roads clear?
2: they are doing a really good job. And uh, I will say, you know, that the town did work to hire some additional contractors because it's been a lot. And when the snowbanks get so high, it, it's even hard for them to blow the snow over the snowbank. So I have heard of people getting frustrated. You clear out your driveway and then now you have a four foot berm you have to deal with. Um, we actually had a town council meeting last night of just reminding everyone, we're we're all tired. Um, so to to just be kind and to remember that the plow drivers they're on twelve hour shifts, they're out plowing the snow, and then they have to go home and do their own driveways. So um, you know we're, we're all trying our best right now.
1: I imagine there are people listening to us who don't live in the mountains, but who are thinking to themselves, oh, I would really love to experience that snowfall, so maybe I'll take a trip up to Truckee and see it for myself. Is that a good idea, at least in the next few days?
2: No. <laughs> Thank you for asking that. Um we're still dealing with a lot of issues. And again, we're. it looks like we're gonna see some more storms this weekend. They don't look to be that heavy. Um, and then more snow next week. So I would encourage people, wait. We have a lot of snow. Um, it's not going to all melt anytime soon. If you're thinking you wanna see snow, again, maybe wait a few weeks, wait till it's sunny and 45 and you can go sledding for all afternoon.
1: All right. We have been talking to Lindsay Romack, the mayor of Truckee. Mayor, thanks so much for joining us and good luck to your community.
2: Thank you very much, Saul. Appreciate you taking the time to talk with us.
5: Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org.
1: And finally, summer travel season really isn't that far off. So California tourism officials have launched a first of its kind initiative by the state to promote cultural sites and attractions that are important to California's Native American tribes. Here's an example, a video about the Klamath River and its central role in the life of Northern California's Yurok tribe.
4: I've always been a river person.
5: It's not just redwoods, water, and fish out here. When you're on our river, you are traveling on our ancestors.
1: For more information about California's Native American tourism sites, go to visitcalifornia.com backslash native. There are lots of ideas about places to visit. And that's the California Report for Thursday, March 16th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and let's talk tomorrow.
0: In regional news, the Rough and Ready Fire Board will meet at 10 a.m. Monday to vote on the dissolution of the Rough and Ready Fire District. This story comes from the reporting of Ubinet.com. Dissolving the district was recommended Tuesday evening by the Rough and Ready Fire District Board of Directors. The board also recommended paying off the mortgage on the fire station to retain it as an asset for the community. A committee composed of directors of the Rough and Ready and Penn Valley Fire Departments had been studying a way out of the district's financial trouble since September If the Board votes to dissolve the district, it would be the basis to ask the Local Area Formation Commission to officially remove the district boundaries and, at a later date, consider proposals for annexation into a neighboring district. During this process, calls for service in the district would be answered by neighboring agencies. And now to your regional weather forecast. Mostly calm and sunny days are in the cards for the next couple of days, Showers and cooler temperatures are likely to move in late Saturday night and stick around at least until midweek. In Nevada City and Grass Valley tonight, mostly clear with a low around 36. Friday will be sunny with a high near 58. Friday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 39. Tonight in Truckee and Lake Tahoe will be mostly clear with a low around 16. Friday will be sunny with a high near 44. Friday night, mostly cloudy, with a low around 22. In Sacramento and Woodland, tonight will be mostly clear, with a low around 40. Friday will be mostly sunny, with a high near 65. Friday night will be mostly cloudy, with a low around 43. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. In the segment we call Soups On, KVMR's Julia Jem attends every meeting of the Nevada County Board of Supervisors. Then she comes back and explains what went on to News Director Claudio Mendoza. This lets Claudio and our listeners stay up to date on county biz. This week, the agenda included the ever-popular consent calendar, money for snowstorm damage, new homeless beds, and a big development plan for South County.
3: Boy, it's the middle of March, everybody, and, well, soup's on again. Julia Jem, KVMAR's intern news producer, attended the meeting and covered it for us. Now, I know we talk about the consent calendar. I'll just ask, was it controversial at all?
6: No, the consent calendar is never controversial.
3: Okay, so it passed, no problem. Yes. So, well, let's just jump into the items on the calendar. Anything interesting?
6: Um, there were a couple things that I found interesting, Uh, Item number 8 was on the consent calendar, which was items 1 through 26, and it was a resolution approving Amendment 1 to the contract between Nevada County and the Hospitality House to provide 20 beds of shelter for vulnerable households experiencing homelessness, and that was located at the Sierra Guest Home um, in the maximum amount of $668,900.
3: Cool. So, 20 new beds. Yep. Nice. What else?
6: Well, there was item number 28, which was not on the consent calendar, but it was approved, And that was a resolution proclaiming March of 2023 to be American Red Cross Month in Nevada County.
3: Wow. So March is National Women's History Month and American Red Cross Month here in Nevada County? Yep. Cool. Okay, well, moving on. It says here that uh, you wanted to cover item 29. What's that about?
6: Item 29 was the department head matter, which was related to snow tree and debris removal contracts for our recent 2023 winter storms.
3: Right, that was a big big one. What what is that about?
6: It was a resolution approving contracts not exceeding the amount of $750,000 for those services following the February 24th storm, authorizing the purchasing agent to execute contracts and encumber the funds. It also directed the auditor controller to release committed general fund services for economic uncertainty and amend the fiscal year 2022 and 2023 Office of Emergency Services budget.
3: So, it sounds like in plain English Item 29 was about loosening up county funds to help clean up the mess that this latest, what I'm calling snowpocalypse, created.
6: Yes, snowpocalypse. Okay. And uh, Lisa Swarthout mentioned that she feels this is why it's important to keep county funds in reserve, stating, quote, These are the reasons that you do it, so you have the money when these types of emergency situations come up. And that resolution was voted on unanimously. I would imagine. So then there was a closed session before the meeting's break for lunch, which usually occurs from 12 to one thirty. There was kind of a big break in the day because of the lunch break, the closed session.
3: So after they returned from lunch and the closed session, they voted on other things. Tell me more about those.
6: Well, in the afternoon, the bulk of their meeting pertained to the Greater Higgins Area Plan. And this is kind of a wordy, uh, complicated subject. And it was broken into four parts. A, B, C, and D. When it was a public hearing to consider the meeting of the Nevada County Planning Commission's January 12, 2023 unanimous vote and recommendation to approve the plan.
3: What's this plan about?
6: Well, its purpose is to establish a comprehensive future vision integrating housing, commerce, and culture. It's also meant to quote serve as a blueprint for future development and engage the community in an inclusive visioning process. And the plan's vision statement is as follows retain the rural small-town character of the Greater Higgins area while serving the basic needs of the surrounding community and providing a gateway to those entering western county of Nevada. As it develops, the plan area will continue to function as the crossroads of southwestern county and as a gateway to the county from the Sacramento Valley.
3: I mean, they are doing a lot of development in that area. They're building a library. You covered that in a previous soups on. So this is a continuation of... The development of that South County area, it sounds like. Yeah. Are there any hang-ups? Any details you want to share?
6: Um, There's not many hang-ups. The project is subject to CEQA, the California Environmental Quality Act, but it was concluded that the area plan would not result in a negative environmental impact. And um, this is sort of a mouthful, but the Planning Commission recommended that the board adopt a resolution for the negative declaration, adopt a resolution for the general plan text amendment, approve an ordinance for the amendments to Zoning District Map RZN 22-0002, and approve an ordinance for the amendments to Section L-11 4.2.3 of the Nevada County Land Use and Development Code.
3: Okay. (laughs) Like you said, that that is a bit of a mouthful. Thanks for covering that. What else happened?
6: Um, Well, there was some public comment in response to the Planning Commission's presentation, but it was largely positive and in support of the plan. All of the items involving this issue, which were items number 31A through 31D, were unanimously approved and the meeting was adjourned.
3: Well, it sounds like a lot of important things were covered, important business was taken care of. Do we know when the next meeting is scheduled for?
6: The next meeting should take place on March 28th.
3: Julia, thanks for covering these meetings.
6: You're welcome.
0: And now molly fisk
5: molly fisk observations from a working poet once upon a time in a galaxy far far away my sister's house burned to the ground in oregon she wasn't there she was on a business trip and therefore had a suitcase of business clothing with her I won't go into the awfulness of this whole thing. What I want to get to is that in order to find clothes to wear, she went to her local Salvation Army thrift store and, while browsing, found items she herself had donated almost a year before. The people working there gave them back to her. This scene has stuck with me in the intervening 16 years as a model of how we can and do take care of each other when disaster strikes. I've been hearing so many stories of people helping each other here in my county and up at Lake Tahoe during our recent snowstorm catastrophe. People with abilities and capacities, like shovels and arm strength, ladders or snow plows, just showing up to see who might need help and refusing payment. Or taking payment too sometimes, which is also fair, given how much work there has been to do, getting trees out of roadways, and snow off rooftops so they don't cave in. It's weirdly easy for me to feel all alone in the world, especially if I'm isolated in my house without power. No phone, no internet, no cars driving by, no lights around me anywhere at night. Yikes, I say to myself, what will become of me? I can't get the car through that snowbank by myself, and I can't reach anyone to ask for help. I have been known to panic. I've been known to think of moving to co-housing, which I can't afford and would also find irritating when there wasn't a disaster because negotiating with people has never been my forte. Then a neighbor begins to attack my driveway with a garbage can lid because none of us has a shovel, and I am saved from despair. The next day, I can inch down the street in my all-wheel drive car and buy a snow shovel. I did clear some of the driveway myself when it snowed again, stopping to rest rather often and thinking I was a complete fool to not be in better shape. But other people did more than I, and I thank them. What I'm wondering now, now that we've had a ton of rain and the snow is mostly melted, now that it's the first sunny day in about three years, is how do I, do we, keep some of this helpfulness going when times are okay? I've wondered this after wildfires, during the pandemic shutdown, and long ago when we had that awful shooting in town. How can we collect a little bit of this impulse to care for each other and sprinkle it like fairy dust into our quote-unquote normal lives? My word for the year is practice, which has got me doing knee exercises with a physical therapist and much counting to 10 when some dingbat on the highway changes lanes without signaling and nearly creams me. I'm sure there's something I can practice in this case as well, but I'm drawing a blank. Do you have any thoughts? Find me on social media and tell me what they are. Let's work on this together.
0: That's our newscast for Thursday, March 16th. KVMR Community Radio gets support from our generous listeners and from Evans Furniture Galleries, family-owned since 1966, with locations in Chico, Yuba City, and now on Mill Street, Grass Valley, showcasing traditional to contemporary furniture, home decor, and mattresses with delivery available. Evans-Furniture.net and Milkman Toner Company, providing local hometown service for network printers, copiers, and scanners, carrying remanufactured toner cartridges with printer support, serving northern California counties from San Francisco to Lake Tahoe, milkmancompany.com. This is Joyce Miller signing off. Join us Friday at 6 for the next edition of the KVMR Evening News. And in the meantime, support your favorite community radio station by calling 530-265-9555 or donating at kvmr.org.